There you go. Morning, Duncan. Good morning. How's it going? How are you guys doing? Good. You. Good Lock him up, chant. After shame on you as Duncan Hunter walks into the courthouse. So what we've been trying to figure out is um, how does this all work? So he's in a, in a district where a Republican can't really lose unless perhaps if you're, everybody thinks you're a criminal. <laughs> and is willing to either cross the aisle or the Republican turnout is so low. Right. The shocker occurs. Yeah. And then so what if you are if you're a Republican and you want the seat to stay in Republican hands and it could be the difference between Democrats taking the House or not. And then you got the whole impeachment thing. I mean, there's a lot riding on it. If you're a Republican, do you vote for a guy who looks like a crook thinking he will? How does he end up leaving office? That's what I'm not completely sure of. Yeah, the technical aspects of it, how it would actually work and, you know, that might well certainly will influence the way people decide to exercise their right to vote, etc. And we have a guest coming up to explain all that uh, in a few minutes. So we will get to that. Okay. Uh, as soon as possible. There's breaking news. Do you want grim breaking news? Not really. Uh, Senator John McCain will no longer receive care for his brain cancer. His uh, family said a sign he's most likely entering his final days. Yeah, I kind of had that feeling yeah. from the recent news. So, yeah. anyway, um, it's it's a shame. Led a hell of a life. And, uh, God, know, I'd God say. God bless him for his military service. I'd say. What a I, life. Uh, did not like him a ton as a politician, but I don't hate people because I disagree with them. And I, uh, you know, don't. Don't even hate people I think have done a poor job. I just wish they weren't in that job. Anyway, uh, but I wish him and his family well. What incredibly inappropriate thing does Donald Trump tweet when John McCain oh, dies? Oh, no. Oh, no. Ivanka somehow snatched that phone out of his hands. Just don't say anything. Or yeah. let me let, let me type it for it. Uh, ha- John McCain was a patriot and uh, and served his country with honor. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he'll have his people write this one probably. Gotta. Yeah. Uh, don't so, say I prefer people who don't get captured the day he dies. Yeah. Which yeah. is one of the most astounding things anybody's ever said. <laughs> Running for office. Oh my god. Um I have a uh, couple of I want I want cheery. I need cheery. You know what I mean? Hmm? A, a positive story. This is not a positive story. It's a little bonus mailbag. Um Nice note from Dana here. Do you have a white noise app or a noise app? Oh, I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I've, oh, I've got, I love the, it. The one I've got is called Baby Soothe, and I've used mm. it since Sam was tiny, and I still use it now for them and me if I'm trying to take a nap. It's great. I'm a brown noise guy. Brown which noise. Which should not be confused with the story last hour about the uh, security so guard. So what's brown noise versus white noise? It, like I got the sounds of a brook, rain, underwater waterfall, waves, Birds, heartbeat, fan, static, or vacuum. Heartbeat, it's a love beat. And I've found that what I like best is a mixture of brook. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's brook. It would make me and have then, to urinate. But. And then waterfall. If I put brook and waterfall you, you, you together. You can combine them? Yeah. Oh, brook and water, I need that app. Geez, I almost, I almost drifted off right there. <laughs> brook geez. and water, I'm conditioned. It's brook, like magic. Brook and waterfall together just put me to sleep. Um, that's funny. The watery ones, I, I don't like so well. Rain, I just, I find annoying. Um, this... Do you like fan noise? Here's white fan noise. That's good. Like, fan noise is good. Listen to fan noise on mine. Mine. This is not... Here. This is not... I, it sounds like a lawnmower. It's Crop not helping dusting. me sleep. Yeah. yeah, somebody got to fix that fan. That's no good. All right, they... You know, it's funny. I'm not sure they have white noise anymore. This is, uh... There. 
This oh, is white noise from Joel Getty. Okay, oh, I get it. Oh, God. That's right. I'm a white noise supremacist. Actually, I don't like white noise. It's too harsh. This is violet noise. See, that's too trebly for me. Yeah, yeah, that would... Uh, I can't sleep with that. This is blue noise. Huh. This is... Whoops, this swiping too hard. This is pink noise. Getting there. And this, my friends, prepare to be soothed. This is brown noise, right? Here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just a little richer and a lower, a little lower in pitch. Yeah, that sounds similar to my fan and whatever mixed Of course, together. we all perceive sound differently. Would plaid noise just be like an accordion solo? <laughs> um, That's good. That's funny. Anyway, the app I use is called Baby Soothe, and it was cheap, and I, I love I it. Need but, to get, uh, combining noises? Oh, it's great. Oh, I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> um, but uh, you're right. We do hear sounds differently because all my top frequencies are gone. Um, from uh, years of being on tractors and using lawnmowers and stuff like that. So, yeah, it might sound and completely different And you sang for me. Black Sabbath after Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> left. We know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I brought that up because we got this note from Dana. One of the sounds, and I was so excited, I thought she sent it to us, but she just sent us the screen capture. One of the sounds on her noise generator app is Shih Tzu snoring. It's like the freaking pug sound. I downloaded this white noise app. One of the options is Shih Tzu snoring. Didn't Sounds he write, a lot like a pug. Didn't he write The Art of War? Shih Tzu snoring. That's correct. <laughs> That's, you got to know your enemy better than you know yourself. <laughs> Sun Tzu, something about the high ground. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Shih Tzu. <laughs> Shih Tzu snoring. Then this from the French Mark. It's Mark with a C. Mm-hmm. Just heard you guys joking about, uh, Jack, whether you'd not uh, maybe accidentally let your kids miss a few weeks of school. <laughs> Right, I didn't, but yeah. <laughs> my dad always said he'd never let school interfere with my education. Mm, good one. I just, you know what? I just want to contemplate that for a while. I just want to think about that. And I think you ought to think about it, too. I plan to do the same with my kids. It's, it's working out just fine for me, as Joe Walsh would say. Life's been good to me so far. Awesome. And then finally this from Jen. <clears throat> Going uh, school shopping for clothes this weekend. Ah, yes. Got all the... Uh, Crayons and all that sort of stuff from all the stuff that we need. Glue, various things, backpacks. Already got that stuff. You know, I'm not going to play the poverty card because I'm not running for office. But the only time we went to a store to shop for clothes is if none of like my handy hand-me-down pants fit anymore. And none of my cousins or, or predecessors or I don't even know where these clothes were coming from. <laughs> um if they, if they could, I I remember it was so notable going to the Sears store and getting jeans. I was probably eight years old or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Are you considered just embarrassingly poor if you wear hand me downs now? Because I don't I don't hear about people doing it much. I mean, I grew Maybe up with hand me downs. I wore my cousin Craig's clothes regularly, right? More often than anything else. I tell you what, my son Deco is the thrift store genius. He rocks the greatest looks, and he never pays more than a few bucks for anything. Yeah. There's never been an easier time to, I think, kind of Trojan horse in the hand-me-downs is just kind of vintage, et cetera, uh, or whatever. Right? Well, not only that, but, I mean, thanks to the influx of, of cheaply made Asian goods, when <laughs> then somebody gets tired of those and they're being sold for a fraction of their original mm-hmm. low price, man, you can rock some great looks, or at least not look 
you know, sad my, and pathetic. My thrift store thing when I was a my radio job, I was making six hundred dollars a month as a full time employee. Um, but but uh, springtime, so it's spring now. So I'll go to the thrift store. White dress shirts, old guys selling off their white dress shirts. You can get or uh, their widows, you, or their widows. But you can get in dead man's pants. You can get <laughs> unlimited white dress shirts. And then all you got to do is buy dye, which is practically free. Wow. And I think it's spring. I'm going to dye myself a couple of yellow shirts. So to have a nice yellow shirt to wear in the springtime. And it worked out pretty well. Good, even dye. Fantastic. Just in the sink. Wow. I'd pull up the sink full of water, put some yellow dye in there, put the shirt in there that I paid a quarter for. Listen to my guy over here. <laughs> and I got a yellow shirt to wear on a spring day. That's great. I did that all the time. I think I want a red shirt this weekend. Take a Sharpie to my vans. Boom. Black dress shoes. <laughs> Listen, this, this is going to be my verbiage. Equaling my hips. Going to a concert? Look, I have sideburns. Where's my Sharpie? I'm still young and vital. I play the rock and roll. I want you to know that. But I really think that we've lost a certain level of ingenuity because of uh, affluence in this country. The poor are richer than the middle class were 75 years ago. And we've lost, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And it's the mother of, like, this fun spirit of, can I figure this out? And I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I've i always been, uh, in the words of uh, Tom Waits, independent as a hog on ice. I have no idea what that means, but I love the phrase. Um, I've always been, I'll do it my, legendarily in my family. As a toddler, I would say, Joey do it, Joey's self. It's just the way I've always been. And it makes me nuts when my wife, who's an incredibly caring person, solves problems for people, me and my kids. Because my wife shows her love by saying, oh, it's over there, or oh, this is how you should do it, or or whatever. And and like I try to tell her, please don't solve the crossword puzzle for me. I'm doing it because I, I, I'm rewarded by solving it. It makes me happy. And I, to a large extent, I think we've gone from people who think, wait a minute, I can figure this out, to people who say, why isn't this solved already? Somebody give me the answers. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I realize this is total old guy. I liked it better before stuff. <laughs> Although, frankly, dental care these days, I like it better now. I just, I feel like we're losing that spirit of, yeah, it's sucky, but I bet I can figure this out. Quick story. I'll tell it quickly. Because we have this belief that stuff should never be sucky. Into each life, a little sucky must fall. So I'm dyeing my clothes, right? And I had I made a pair of red pants for some reason. I'm in college, so it seemed like a good idea to have red pants. <laughs> um, there, a beer fight erupted in the campus bar. The college I went to had a bar on campus. Drinking age was 18, so between classes, you'd go over there and drink beer. But a beer fight erupted, and everybody was throwing beer on everybody. Wow. I what a waste up, of beer. I ended up soaking wet. My red pants, the <laughs> color ran, oh. and it dyed my genitalia red. <laughs> Which I had forgotten about until my roommate texted me just like two weeks ago. Do you remember that time your junk got dyed red at that during that beer fight? That's an if, awkward conversation. If, if they did not call you red for the next six months, you have bad friends. That actually happened to me. Hey, red. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we're going to get clarification on the uh, mechanics of the Duncan and Hunter thing. Also, we're going to have a chat with our old friend Topo Padilla about the change in bail bonds rules in California, which is uh, a, could be nationwide craze, the ins and outs of that. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. We got lots of good stuff for you. Lots of good stuff for you. I want to dive into this uh, quickly. There is a move afoot, primarily in some blue states, to eliminate the idea of cash bail. And uh, old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Topo Padilla, joins us. Topo's in the bail bonds industry, and and a person might assume, Topo, you're in here to save your own job. And I wouldn't blame a guy for trying to do that. But why is this change bad for public safety? Why should citizens be against it? Well, just real current, current aspect looking at this. When somebody's arrested, they go to jail. Bail set on them. They can either get OR'd, the court the What's court that mean? That means on recognizance, they could sign a piece of paper and be released on their own. That currently okay. happens right now. Or if they don't want to do that, they have a constitutional right to bail out of jail, meaning they're going to take responsibility for themselves, pay for an insurance uh, bond, which we are. We're licensed insurance agents. An insurance policy to guarantee their appearance in court. That is going to go away. So one of the real issues that people did not see, the unintended consequences, when Hertzberg gutted and amended this bill, there's going to lead to mass incarceration because... People are not going to be able to get out with, you know, bailing, bailing out. And if a judge doesn't want to let them out, they're going to stay in. So, so the, if I got a DUI, I might not be able to get out of jail? Well, okay, if you get a DUI, you're going to get out of jail. But there's some uh, courts and, and that don't let people out, and they make you bail. Because they want to be assured you're going to uh-huh. appear in court. What nobody has looked at in this thing is the victims and public safety, as we talked about a little bit ago. Right, so it's up to the judge how dangerous you are, and that dictates whether you'll get out or not. If somebody's a wobbler and you just want to be sure they show up for court, because a lot of people don't show up for court, right? They they melt into the woods. Well, i got to tell you, in our industry, we literally have over a 98% success rate in returning people when they fail to appear to court. But think about this. and this That's is when where, they fail to appear, and then you're saying you go get them. We go you get put them. a gun on your hip and go get them. Like a gigantic... <laughs> aid to the police force which doesn't have time absolutely we we do that that's what our industry does uh throughout this nation and and you know i heard uh, words used about my industry my profession and it makes me sick i mean to to think that they're looking at us they call this predatory predatory we help people exercise a constitution get out of jail and go to court our objective is not to get them out and go here go fly be free Go to court, take care of your matter, and if you don't, we're going to come get you and take you right back to that courtroom. So I just want to repeat something that went by kind of quickly. That's that people who have bailed out, exercised that constitutional right, have put a bunch of their own money up or often their family's money, their family's house, et cetera, et cetera. They flake, and they don't show up for court. Imagine people who have put up nothing. The judge just said, yeah, I can't really say that you're going to go stab anybody, so... All right, go. Yeah, well, that's what people aren't looking at. There, say, for instance, and we just got these numbers, in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County, and I'm going to tell you, this is a true number. It was used on the floor of the assembly the other day. 2.1 million warrants. That is a warrant. Somebody missed court, and the police are looking for them. In actuality, the police aren't looking for them. The police do not have the manpower or the time to go out and look for these warrants. You have to stumble upon them, really. They commit another crime and you catch them, right? As my dad says, you got to land on the hood of the car. And, and that's not a slap to law enforcement. They don't have the time to do right. that. That's where we come into play. So if somebody's failed to appear in court, this is real life, guys, real life. If somebody fails to appear in court right now and they get arrested again, they get released again a lot of times. At no some, kidding. I swear to you. At, wow. And we just went up to Humboldt. You know, you know my son, Brandon. We just went up to Humboldt County and did a roundup. We had five people up there running. 
We caught all five of them, and the police are up there going, what are you guys doing? We're just going to let them right back out. That is real life. That is right now. I hate to interrupt something important, but uh, we've known you a long time. You're not 30 anymore. You're still chasing people down the street and busting in their How apartment. How many fences do you have left and you're leaping over? Well, that's what I have Brandon for. But i got to tell you guys. <laughs> the boy. Hey, boy. Yeah. The six-foot-three redhead. Yeah. Uh, my dad's 77, and he still goes out and does it. And I, I swear mm. to you, I've, I'll show you guys the pictures. Um, it is because it's our job. It's our duty. We. Sure. We made that promise to the courts, and more importantly, and this is what really, really gets me motivated, to the people of this state and this country, that if somebody, we bail somebody out of jail, we're going to bring him back. But some jack wagon legislator the other day, I know who he is, he's the author of the bill, turns around and says the bail industry only returns 2% of the people to the court. Well, let me tell you what, if there's one thing that fires me up, and I know you guys are very passionate about this, our legislator legislature is broken. It is broken. You can go and say whatever you want to say on that assembly or Senate floor. You can throw out lies, hyperboles, fact checks, not happening. So he said 2%. The real number is? 98%. Well, that's close. Yeah, I can see where he'd get to this. (laughs) Let me throw you guys, and I I, I want to use a regional number. I have this number because our our county right here is uh, very good about giving us statistics. There was 58,000 warrants on a snapshot day, 58,000 warrants in the system here in Sacramento. Of those warrants, and I swear to you, I'll put my hand on a Bible, only 214 of those warrants were out on bail. The balance of them were on the good old, hey, a sign here, I'll be back. Yeah, right. That's amazing. How, where will this experiment in decriminalizing crime end in California? The various idiotic props that have led to such an enormous explosion. Well, there's going to be property a property crime. There's going to be a lot more people had the experience I had. With you run into somebody that's a criminal that shouldn't be out, right? Released over and over again. You know, and Jack, let's—I mean, that's—I know that's a very emotional thing for you to know all about it. That guy, obviously, a dangerous society. He's going to go down there, and, and this is going to come out of both sides of my mouth. He's going to go down to that jail, and he is going to have the right to be released quicker than he does now. And that is because, as I say, a lot of those hugga thugs down there working in our legislature—you can't believe the emotion and the passion they have for getting and taking care of people that are in jail. I know. Right, look, it's we're, amazing. We're about that, out of time. Uh, how the how can people, what should people do? You know, the, right now it is on the governor's desk. It is on Jerry Brown's desk. And call. It does make a difference. Call the governor. It is so easy. It takes about um, not even a minute to do it. All right. Fabulous. Call the governor. Email, whatever. Call your uh, assemblyman, senator, if you're a Californian. And if you're not a Californian, watch out for this crap. It's making its way toward you. I like that term, hug-a-thug, and that is weird. Why do they care more about the criminals than the people who aren't? That's just, I'll never understand that. Uh, Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, frustrating. That's frustrating. I'd never heard that hug a thug term, but yeah, where does that one. where does that mindset come from? Where you're more concerned about criminals or the homeless than people who are either taxpayers or law abiding, and will often be hurt by them. Yeah, uh, Topo Padilla, who we just talked to, who's in the bail bonds industry, was telling us that his group was addressed by uh, Bob Andrzak, who's a legislator from New Jersey. New Jersey actually passed this. No bail anymore. The right. judge will just decide if you're not dangerous, he'll let you out right. and trust you to come back to court. 
And uh, Bob Andrzak was one of the sponsors of that bill in New Jersey. He's a, he's a good man. He's a war veteran. He's injured in the sand countries, the rest of it. And he thought this sounded like a good idea. Well, shortly after it passed, uh, one of the people who's let out on the basis of that no-bail bill killed a little kid in his district, murdered a little kid. And and Bob is now, having seen, the, not just that incident, but yeah. having seen the reality of what sounded good, is now crisscrossing the country, warning states not to do it. But the feel-good, unicornian, utterly divorced from reality, legislature of California is just insisting on making the state more and more dangerous for law-abiding citizens. It's just... Uh, God dang it. If if, if California didn't have a great climate and lots of fun stuff to do and a lot of pretty sights, the population would be about 130 people because nobody put up with it. The number one function of government is to protect you. Number one reason for government to exist. And to protect your liberty. And your most important liberty is to not get your head smashed open. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, this morning we're learning Arizona Senator John McCain says he's going to discontinue his treatment for cancer. Last summer, he revealed he was getting treated for an aggressive cancerous tumor. He started the treatment in July of 2017. He's been absent from Washington since December, and his family said McCain has surpassed expectations for his survival, but the disease is continuing to progress, so he is choosing to stop uh, normal treatment. In other news, the State Department's issued a travel advisory for Mexico after eight bodies were found in Cancun this week. The department warning saying that travelers to the country need to exercise extreme increased caution. If you're on the beach in Cancun and you say, wow, look at that body, that's normally a good thing. If you're saying, wow, look at those bodies, that's not a good thing? No. No. The states listed as do not travel are Colima, Michigan, Sinaloa, and uh, Tamaulipas. The warning going on to say the U.S. government has limited ability to provide emergency services to U.S. citizens in many areas of Mexico because U.S. government employees are prohibited from travel to those areas. Yeah, you can't call the cops, our cops, in Mexico. I would think you'd understand that before you went. A lot of people don't. Hmm. Or they think it's the same but with Spanish accents. The pushback against the wireless industry's throttling techniques is going to reach a new level today. California lawmakers want to know more about why Verizon slowed down data speeds for the firefighters battling the biggest wildfire in state history. The California Assembly Committee is going to hear testimony and gather information today. Firefighters with the Santa Clara County Fire Department were working the Mendocino Complex fire earlier this month when Verizon slowed their Internet speeds. Which could be fine, because Verizon's a giant company, just saw certain people were exceeding their data, Mm -hmm. and there's an agreement, etc., etc. However, the department's asked Verizon several times to turn off the so-called throttling so they could communicate with other firefighters, but the telecom giant did not. So they actually knew it was firefighters in the midst of fighting fires and still throttled them. Yes. That is, uh, well... That bought him some bad will. I think I'll keep that festering for a while. Santa Clara Fire Chief Anthony Bowden not only slammed Verizon for the potentially deadly throttling, but he's now filed a federal suit against them. Verizon is saying there was a mistake in explaining the terms of the cell phone plan to the fire department. So they're going to start having hearings today. 
Meanwhile, Russian bots on Twitter spread misinformation and promoted division in the U.S. about vaccines. According to a new study, wow. Okay. According to a new study in the American Journal of Public Health, the researchers found the Russian bot tweets took hardline views about equally on both sides of the vaccine issue, telling wow. NBC News these trolls seem to be using vaccination as a wedge issue promoting discord in American society. Wow. So if you've ever been involved in that conversation the way we have, a lot of those people really bring in the hate. We're Russian bots. Yep, it, and it, a lot not, of people really bring in the support on the like they they hate on both sides. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Uh, and that's worth remembering. For God's sake, can we put aside Donald J. Trump for a minute and understand what Russia is trying to do? Trump will be dead and gone. Mike Pence will be finishing his second term, and the Russians will still be trying to mess with us. Chelsea Clinton will be finishing her second term. <laughs> Vice President Justin Timberlake. And the Russians will still be doing this. It's not about Trump. Uh, one last note. ABC has a bewitched reboot in the works. Because we've run out of ideas. Oh, they've got God. black... Is it, is it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did anybody hear that and care? That this story... This is a story... With it's empty. It's it's a vacuum. Did that come on? Does it come on before or after the new Murphy Brown reboot? <laughs> I'm worried this story has such low pressure it will suck other stories into it. It's for people who found Murphy Brown to be too recent. They needed something from the sixties. <laughs> right. uh, blackish creator Kenya Barris and uh, the writer producer Yamara Taylor are behind the uh, spin on the classic TV show. According to the plot line uh, that the network handed out. Samantha is going to be a hardworking black single mom who happens to be a uh, witch, and marries Darren, a white mortal who happens to be okay. a bit of a slacker. That's fine. I don't mind. Nah, I don't mind. That's just you know, it's just a different version of the you know, yeah. modernized version. Yeah, that's fine. It's not the same as bringing back freaking all the people from Will and Grace and all the people right. from Murphy Brown and throwing them up on screen again with the same freaking jokes. Except now they're old. Uh, and, and once again, gay people, I'm so sorry. Your day as being the virtue signaling feature of sitcoms is over in favor of interracial couples, yes. <laughs> uh, which is now like 96% of uh, I don't And I don't care who you marry. I hope you have a long and happy life together. It's just so funny how self-consciously uh, the, the uh, networks are trying to virtue signal. Indeed, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. My God, if you can find somebody who will treat you well and you'll have a happy union, I don't care if they're a Martian. God bless you. I don't know that this fits into this, but the Murphy Brown thing and Will and Grace, this is the networks just throwing up the white flag to Netflix and everybody, isn't yep. it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. People aren't out of ideas. The people with good ideas just aren't making them for yeah. network TV anymore. And yeah. network TV is now just appealing to the same people who the used to watch The people those, right, who shows. don't know there's a Netflix yeah. or a Hulu. Right. Or aren't sure how to sign up for it. They don't know how to get down to the clear down to A&E, which is way up like 100 and something. They're still showing <laughs> channels 1 through 30. Murphy Brown's on. (laughs) What? (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Pay for this service, Sean, or is this something we subscribe to? Uh, I, well, I think I'm that's not the sure. same question. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yes. Say, what? Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, 
I'm sleepy. I don't make sense. <laughs> Do we subscribe for it? But it's free. I subscribe to things that are free. Oh, okay. But uh, no, no, I believe this is... Uh, I don't know is the okay. short answer to that I'm not question. sure it makes any difference. So uh, Joe wasn't in on this conversation. So we've got this... Um, so far, I'm mystified by this We've got this yeah. prep service that we're involved with that uh, radio shows across the country can use. Oh, yeah. Furnishes all sorts of stuff you might want on your show, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. They, they provide uh, you know, a list of today's celebrity birthdays, usually. They provide you, uh, you know, maybe some of the jokes from late night comics or a clip from a TV show that's popular. This particular service also provides provocative phone calls. If you want to get the phones hopping. Wow, you got to get uh, Doug Steffen this information. <laughs> and uh, Sean says some of these are pretty good. So there's, there's two specific categories that they have uh, these kind of labeled under. One of them is rant guy, and the other one is kind of a start of a, wouldn't it be great if? And then this person, <laughs> and then you're, I guess, supposed to say, and now you hit us with what your wouldn't what it be great. What do you if? think, Dal? 1-800-TALKITY-TALK. So do you want the rant guy who's supposed to make your listeners mad? Yeah. Sure, I want to hear that. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, we the, would play this. We'd say, hey, Armstrong and Getty, what's up? Yeah, so uh, this one is on the NATO summit. These are tend to be time. What do you topical. think of the NATO summit? Uh, yeah, hey, look, I don't understand NATO, and more importantly, this NATO summit. Like, like, why is this so important to me, and more importantly, the U.S.? I mean, a bunch of ridiculous countries that couldn't win at a game of Call of Duty get together, and we meet about what? I'll tell you what, what the U.S. is going to do to bail them out when they're in trouble. Think I'm kidding? Albania? Latvia? Norway, Luxembourg, mm. <laughs> I wonder what that army looks like. I mean, I tell you what it looks like, a daycare center. I bet most of the countries would have trouble fielding a softball team. In fact, I play on a softball team, and I bet we could take over any of those countries in 24 hours. Strong so what's talk. the big deal about NATO? Provocative. When all these people up in arms protesting? I'll tell you what to protest. Protest wasting Overly my time long covering bits. it. I gotta let you go. Okay. Oh, well, thanks for the call. How about that? React to me. He was very busy. He had to go. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Do you agree with Jim there? <laughs> NATO. Wow. It's been a, a pillar of peace and prosperity. Uh, but Albania, he makes a good point. What do you think? <laughs> hey, I don't know if you guys saw this in the news. The NFL male dancers. Uh, Calder, what do you say? Okay. It's getting to the point where you really just can't make this stuff up anymore. Did you see where the NFL is now going to have... Male dancers on the field during games. Wait, so yeah, male men dancers dancing on the sidelines along with the cheerleaders. All right. So, <laughs> so there you go. Wow, who would tune out of that? Go, is that as long as the first one? Oh yeah, but, yeah. They're they're all about the same length, about oh, a minute or so. Oh my god. It's just I just thought it might be interesting for you that there are radio shows perhaps you've listened to in your life that that's what they do to. Uh, that guy's he's not a very good voice actor. I mean, he sounds so obviously like a pro. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so, a lot of really well done. Anytime I'm feeling like the quality of our show is not what I'd like it to be, I every just every day, <laughs> I, yeah, every day, I just listen to the other options out there. Yeah, and there's a lot of really bad radio shows. There yeah. just really are. Yeah, he touches, listen, boys. <laughs> he touches also on <laughs> the uh, Les Moonves harassment, the border wall, uh, the movie pass fiasco, uh, lesbian superhero, and then in the yeah. uh, in the wouldn't it be great. It would be greatly appreciated if there's something about uh, the red lights, um, uh, long truck parking, uh, what? Wow. Uh, the wow. 10 items or less lane. <sighs> wow. Oh, wow. That's a oh, oh, here, I'll play this oh one just because this God. shows the, hey, we got female listeners, too. Hi. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you guys with those super long trucks would pull in all the way so you don't stick out so much in parking lots. <laughs> what else would it be great if oh, something wow. happened? Wow. <laughs> What's your pet peeve? What's your parking pet peeve? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it had its day. It, yeah. Well, but they're still offering it. Yeah. Right. Well, you don't take phone calls at all. <laughs> what is your parking pet peeve? My parking pet peeve? Yes. The, 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 mostly that they've just made the spaces too small for anybody with a full-size That's vehicle. That's right, because they've passed regulations saying you have to have X number of parking spaces. That's one of the things has. I really like they about... they say, all right, fine, we'll make them all VW rabbit-sized. That's one thing that I really like about Costco. Walmart does this some, but Costco's better than anybody. Full-size effing parking spots for people who drive trucks and SUVs so you can actually park there. We're a big people. We have big vehicles. We need big parking spaces. React to me. My wife's F-250 in the, in the town we're closest to, I literally don't think there's a parking spot in the entire town she could park in. Wow. Wow. You're ranching, folks. You well, have rights. Well, and they're anti-vehicles that, you know, don't get run on uh, French fry grease. And, or unicorn farts. And it right. doesn't have a Bernie sticker on the bumper, so. Right, right. That's my parking pet peeve. Yeah. Hey, hey, caller, what's your pet peeve? Uh, it would be greatly appreciated if the person who was first in line at the stoplight would stop looking down at their phone. Oh, so yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Turns green. Yeah, we, we get it. All you made your point. Stop talking. At us. No, we get it. We, get, we can all relate to that. Um, you know, I saw a funny tweet the other day. Your front hole. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to get this exactly right. And I wish I had it in front of me, but there's a tweet that. Uh, all right. I give up. We've lost. We need to rig traffic lights so they s- send out push notices when they turn green to everybody's <laughs> oh, cell phone. Oh, what a great idea. Right? It's like a text pops up. The light is now green. So you look up and oh, and go. That actually might be a good idea for safety <gasps> you know, where you just accept people are going to check their texts at the light. Right. So it needs to, to Bluetooth our phone. It's time to go now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I'm so stubborn, I hate to give up on stuff, but I'm about ready to vote for that. What would it cost? Well, we'd rather, wouldn't you rather I or you or anybody checks it at the stoplight and misses the green, you got to tap on the horn, than you're weaving in and out at 80 miles an hour while you text somebody? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Of course, remember, that's still illegal in many states to, while you're stopped, take a look, put your, hand, your phone in your hand and look at it. Meanwhile, there's no law against me driving with my knees, eating a foot-long sub on the freeway going 70. I guess that would be speeding. Well, going 65. Well, that would, you know, theoretically, that could be reckless driving, but not automatically. Yeah. And the classic, a banana to your ear. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Sean, do you have that uh, that tape that you had ready uh, for about, believe it or not, speaking of TV, the Big Bang Theory? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean was explaining that he thinks the Big Bang Theory is a stupid show and very bad. And it's in the news because it went off the air as the one of the longest running shows of the all time. The longest running multi-camera sitcom. And wow. hugely popular yeah. with the many people. longest running sitcom of all time. Multi-camera sitcom. And here's another review of it. So it's subtle. The fate of Doctor Who's TARDIS will be decided by... Oh, no, no, it's the other one. The review... No, that's it. So he pauses it and oh, then he. Oh, yeah, my yeah, mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. So it's subtle. The fate of Doctor Who's TARDIS will be decided by a Game of Thrones inspired deathmatch on the battlefield of Thundercats versus Transformers. F*** you! Where was the joke? He just f***ing named a bunch of s***. How is this comedy? <laughs> Why are you laughing? What? That's a guy tapes himself watching the show and screaming at how unfunny he thinks it is. BJ from San Francisco is my best friend. <laughs> BJ from San Francisco, AF Vet, 
Now I know why I don't like some of you guys. The Big Bang Theory is the best sitcom in TV history. First, you should have seen it from day one because they set up the characters. When Sean said it's not a comedy because they don't tell jokes, good grief. Is he really that dumb? Yes, PJ. <laughs> the show is based on characterizations and intelligence. It is not a show for video freaks who spend their hours looking at screens and playing frigging games. It is the most intelligent show in history. Well, I... Counterpoint, no, it's not. Well, it's... <laughs> The, well, By I'm the a, way, Sean, shut the f up. Sometimes I've always been if it, been, I'm a if it sells lots of copies, it's by definition good. That's the way I. I mean, it was the longest running show, so a lot of people liked it, so it has to be good. I have never got. I tried to watch it a couple of times, and I just don't get the appeal on any level. I don't like Ethiopian food. Ethiopians seem to be fine with it. But like, I, I didn't like Sex in the City, but I could watch it and think, okay, I get why people like this. I didn't have that with Big Bang Theory. I really don't understand the appeal. The Emperor's New Sitcom. People watch it because it makes them feel smart. Somebody liked it. Anyway, I like that guy yelling at his TV and recording (laughs) it. That's funny. Anybody wants to say harsh things about Sean, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Why are you laughing? It's the Armstrong and Getty Show.